This is an RNZ podcast. It's the job of the Fourth Estate to hold agencies of state to account over the ways in which it uses its power over the people. But if the state thinks the media have crossed the line or broken the law, it can strike back with its own power too. Now that doesn't happen very often and it's even more rare for an individual journalist to be made liable. But this week one organisation said it feels like it's being punished for revealing the state's misuse of power. Hayden Donnell takes a look. In late April, the Waitangi Tribunal released a highly critical report on Oranga Tamariki. It said the agency had breached the Treaty of Waitangi by running a system which separates vastly disproportionate numbers of Māori children from their families. Oranga Tamariki had not allowed Māori rangatira of their kāinga, the report said. The Tribunal also made an unusual recommendation. It urged Crown Ministers to watch a video by the media organisation Newsroom, which shows a child uplift being carried out in Hastings. It said the short documentary, part of Newsroom's series on Oranga Tamariki titled Taken by the State, makes the case for substantial reform in ways more eloquent and direct than it can convey in words. The Waitangi Tribunal may be a fan of Newsroom's work, but it seems Crown Law and the police are not. In an article published this week, Newsroom co-founder Tim Murphy revealed the site is now in legal jeopardy over another video published as part of the same Taken by the State series. The video, also fronted by investigations editor Melanie Reid, shows a reverse uplift, where children are separated from their foster family, in this case to be placed with distant Fano. Crown Law successfully sought an injunction that forced Newsroom to take the video down in November, arguing it breached the Family Court Act, which outlaws the identification of the children involved in the reverse uplift. Tim Murphy says Newsroom is now also under police investigation for its alleged breach of the Family Court Act. Newsroom doesn't accept that the children were identifiable in its video. It also had made changes to the video in response to requests from Crown Law after it was first published in November last year. News of the police action has been met with dismay by some journalists and commentators. On RNZ's Nine to Noon, former editor of the press Andrew Holden placed the action in the context of wider issues with media freedoms in New Zealand. I don't think there's a journalist in this country who would regard the defamation laws, for example, as being contributing to press freedom. Uh, We still see a lot of name suppression through courts issued very quickly. There are strong restrictions around the porting of uh, suicide, for example. And then there's a piece on Newsroom today talking about the fact that the police have opened an investigation. Yes, we do have, by and large, a very free press here, but there are still some pretty strong pressures on them. Stuff investigative journalist Kirsty Johnston is the author of a recent feature on a woman identified as Mrs P, who was subjected to shocking treatment in the family court, including a wrongful conviction for perjury. She says the section of the Family Court Act being used against Newsroom has also had a chilling effect on her own reporting. Whenever I contact victims of domestic abuse who've been through the family court, they always want to tell their story. But they're really scared about the Section 11B, which is a part of the law that says vulnerable parties can't be identified. And normally that's because they've been given incorrect information, maybe that it's illegal to share their judgment or that they could be fined. So they're already scared kind of by lawyers or, you know, other people that they've talked to. But then if they go online and research it, they see what's happening to Newsroom. And so their fears are kind of legitimate. It just makes them more afraid. And it's terrible because, as we found out with Mrs P's case, um, these stories really need to be told. But the state is actively taking action to suppress them and to keep victims who, 
to be fair, are already taking a risk in telling their story because, you know, they have the fear of their abuser as well, but they're being kept silent. In its report on Oranga Tamariki, the Waitangi Tribunal details a culture that lacks accountability and transparency. Media scrutiny has gone some way towards addressing that issue. The Tribunal's report stemmed in part from the public outcry of a newsroom's original video on the Hastings uplift. And even though it was forced off the website, newsroom's video on reverse uplifts saw the government tell Oranga Tamariki to put a stop to the practice. At the moment, it seems legal action by the Crown is diminishing the media's ability to keep applying that kind of scrutiny. That's concerning not just for journalists, but the families who want to tell their stories. Hayden Donnell reporting there on why Newsroom is now the focus of a police investigation over its Taken by the State investigative series about Oranga Tamariki. And when we know the outcome of that police investigation, we'll bring it to you here on Media Watch.